Today is Holy Trinity Sunday, and for those that are in the business of preaching, clerics that preach, we know that this, this is the day where you take the risk to become the accidental heretic. You know, a heretic is actually someone who teaches something in error of the church and refuses to repent for it. So I promise if I overstep, I, re- I promise to repent. But it's just so hard. This concept of the Trinity is so complex, and the nuances, but it's so easy to get to make a mistake with a pronoun or a possessive adjective um, because of this one God and three persons is a complicated concept for us as human beings. But I want you to know that I'm certainly not St. Thomas Aquinas. I am, I'm, I'm just not that deep, but I'm going to tell you from my heart what I believe the Trinity is for all of us. When I was a young man growing up, and still even today, my family made it extremely evident to me that being member of our family meant everything and everything about what it was to be a Lunsford. Whether it was the fact that we were English and that we were Scottish and the fact that we were Roman Catholic and that we were from Missouri and Indiana and the fact that no matter what happened to my brother and I or my mother and my father or quite frankly any of our cousins anywhere near, we could always rest in one thing absolutely assuredly. We had each other's back. Family was everything. And as a family, I know that my parents and myself as a member of that family tried desperately, as flawed as we were, to try to be a solid, loving family that took care of one another. With that said, we were all sinners and made mistakes. But my analogy here today is that the Trinity, in many ways, is iconic of a family. Difference is that they're perfect. And so that the support that you and I might give as mothers and fathers and sons and daughters to the family, as joyful and as intense and as intended as it is, it's still potentially flawed. With the Trinity, you have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, three persons in one God, none of which are capable of any flaws. Now, that's a family you want to have your back, right? And so let's look at today's reading. These, all three of these readings are all saying the same thing. In the first reading of Deuteronomy, Moses is saying in no uncertain terms, we are unbelievably blessed. Has it ever happened in the history of man that God would choose a people among nations and that we would become his own? Has that ever happened before? No. And how special is that? And that we belong to him and that we are associated with him and he is us. It is an incredible. He doesn't quite call it family, but he definitely brings the connection that we belong to the Father. That's really cool. He leaves one little caveat at the end of it. Follow his commandments. And then in the second reading... St. Paul to the Romans talks about this incredible idea that we are family of God. In fact, God so much loves us that we are to refer to him as Abba. Abba translates to daddy. You know, I only think I called my dad 
daddy when I was very young. From then on, he was dad, or pretty much he was just dad. I don't think I ever called him father. Daddy, how intimate is that? How vulnerable is that phrase for us to him? You call me daddy. Okay. And St. Paul is saying, we have been adopted. And he does use the family analogy. He does call us sons and daughters of God. He says we have been adopted by God and that we are his and that they have our back. But he calls us to live as Christ has lived and to follow his commandments. And in the gospel, we see again this great joyous celebration that the family that Jesus is clearly saying to his followers that you are mine. And I, but he, he, he does something. He commissions them. He says, go and teach and baptize and teach them everything I've commanded you. And I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. Basically, I will have your back. How beautiful. How do we apply this to our life? Where do we get the, what do we take away from this relationship? Well, first of all, I think we have to understand who these three persons are. The Father created all things, the origin of all things. The creation was all His. The intention was all His. The Holy Spirit is, is, a, is, a, is another person of the Trinity who comes with power and wisdom and direction and grace and all that we need to be able to live a life as a member of the family of God. And he participates in every sacrament. He spills his grace out on each and every one of us. In every sacrament, a powerful person, a powerful entity. And then, of course, one we are so familiar with, Jesus Christ, the great Messiah, the one who came so that you and I might be able to return to the Trinity, the one who died on a cross as a not guilty, perfect Lamb of God for the perfect sacrifice so that you and I might be able to return. He also is our advocate to the Father. And he knows exactly what, how tough it is for us to live because he lived as a man and still does. Awesome. They have our back. What Christ, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father are calling you and I to do is to go home this night and to ask ourselves, how well do we take advantage of being part of the family of God? And if that answer is, well, almost it has to be, not enough, then may we have the clarity of mind to seek out this relationship through the sacraments through confession, through baptism. If you've got grandkids that aren't baptized or you have children that aren't baptized, get them baptized. Come to Mass. Sunday is great. So are the other six days of the week. Receive the grace, the power, the direction, and the peace of the Holy Spirit and the body of Christ in the Mass. Let us participate this Holy Trinity Sunday. 
as members, adopted family members to the Trinity. May God continue to bless you.